Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Gentlemen, hello and welcome to the wind down. I'm Nick Bojard, and with me I have Scott. Excellent. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hey, wonderful. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I'm very well indeed. Now, before we start, yes. where are we? Someone new, and what are we drinking? Something new. Correct on both accounts. <laughs> we are at the Rag and Famish in North Sydney, one of the uh, North Sydney's oldest hotels. Absolutely. I said, I can see. Well, I'm there, but that established in 1860. There you go. Or 0681, depending and, on how you look yes, at the window. And we've now found one of North Sydney's youngest wines. Oh, excellent. What do we have today? <laughs> this is a Kaliski. It's a, a GSM to 2020, so it's, yeah. a, it's, it's recent. And look, it is a, a, I think it could do a bit longer in the bottle. But um, look, it's all right. Excellent. It's all right. Fantastic. Now, today I'm really excited because yeah. rather than just making stuff up, I have a report. So today <laughs> we're talking about the um, Australian government. Office of the Australian Information Commissioner, or yes. OAIC as we call them, and this is the July to December 2020 Notifiable Data Breaches Report. Right. Before we start and we talk about the report, Scott, what's a Notifiable Data Breach? Okay, well this this is, um, in one respect, this could be a fairly dry topic, in another respect, it's actually important to understand what it is we are talking about. Um, if you have uh, your IT systems, for example, and they may get compromised uh, and data about people, so personally identifiable information, or PII, uh, is extracted. Uh, it could also be if you happen to incorrectly email personally identifiable information to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. That could be considered a breach. So it's not any release of data that might harm someone. Right? Yes, it's got to be harmful. It can't just be that uh, this, this person is male. Right. That's not exactly all. That you know, this this person has uh, works in this location where that information is publicly available. Okay. It's generally got to be things like, oh, here is a person, here is their credit card number, or here is their tax file number. Now, now, uh, now we work a lot with accountants. Yes. And they have tax file numbers for all of their customers. Yes. Those things are really important, right? That, that, that's right. Um, think about uh, if you had personally identifiable information about a whole bunch of your clients and that that information was sufficient for someone, if they had it, to go and open, open a bank account in that client's name. Right. And certainly with a tax file number and yeah. address and name and data, yeah. you could, right? Yeah. And, or do you hold photographs of people's identification, such as you're a club? Yep. And you've managed to take photos of driver's licenses and that sort of thing. Do you know what you can do with the top of the driver's license these days? Well, lots, I assume. Yes. But anyway, so the, this hasn't been around very long. So 2018, no. I think they started yeah. the regime. Yeah, this would be the fifth report. Yeah, so, so they had it in the US a, a bit before, I think, where, yes. where you were required to notify people. So this is fairly new. And in the last six months, and this is a scary number, right? Yes. There's been 539 notifications of breaches. There has. Now, it's, it's a good number, it's a bad number. If you think about the size of us as... A country, 539 notifications out of, well, what are we, 25 million odd people? Oh, okay, that's a, it's a, it's not a, it's a low number, um, but at the same respect, it's not a great number. Zero would be a wonderful number. Of course. But there are 539 organizations that have, have detected a breach and worked out that it contains 
personally identifiable information that could be dangerous when released in the public, as in it could be used in a, in a, in a dangerous way, and they've actually made the declaration. So, so what causes them, Scott? Because I know the OAIC has done a bunch of work to work out what causes these. There's three major causes they're coming up with. What are those? They've, they've, gone and, uh, they've gone and purchased three buckets to put all the data in. And part of this, first bucket says it's malicious. Someone's hacking in, someone's uh, got a, you know, you've been infected by a virus or malware, you've gone to some website that's managed to um, do something, you've answered one of those random phone calls that says, hello, I am from Microsoft, I've detected a problem with your computer. Can you give me your bank account number to continue? So don't, um, don't answer those, is the no, answer? No, well, actually, it depends. I've, I've actually answered one once and went along a fair way. Um, yeah, but you were having fun. I, were... I was. And then the other person, I got escalated to the third level. There's actually different levels of these. Yeah. The first person is just to get you engaged. The second level is to actually get the software on your machine. And the third level is for the person to talk to you while they exfiltrate the data. The third level person got very upset when he realized that I wasn't actually a real target yep. because I was affecting his ability to do his job. It's amazing, isn't it? It's a, it's a commercial. <laughs> these, these things are commercial. It, it is a commercial business. Yeah. When, when you think of malicious or criminal attacks, you think yes. it's not just some yeah, teenage guy in his mum's basement. It's, it's actually no. professionally run commercial organizations making money. Yeah. And I think I perhaps made one person upset once when I, I could hear they were in a call center doing this out of wherever, whatever country they are in. And, I could hear that there's a, a lady behind them on another phone, just reading the script a bit better than this person was, and said, Look, this, you understand this is an evaluation, and the person behind you, I can hear them, they're actually doing this job a lot better than you are, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to go well, is it? and they, ooh, they actually started to get quite upset. So that. clearly there's some pressure on people to actually perform these things. Anyway. So 58% malicious or criminal attacks? 58% of all the reported attacks, yes, were some sort of security intrusion or malicious attack of some sort. Now the next bucket. The next bucket is the troublesome one. 38% were human error. Oh, so like me emailing the wrong person you, or something dumb yes, like that. Yes, instead of sending the list of um, uh, critical information about this group of people to Fred, you've managed to find an old Fred in your Outlook list that is someone completely different in a different company has gone to them instead. So let's understand the impact of that, right? So let's say I work at an accounting firm Yes. and I by accident email a tax file number to the wrong person. Yes. That means my firm has to publicly notify that they've been breached, right? Well, it's, there's actually two things. You have to tell the Office of the Information Commissioner report that you have been involved in a breach yep. and the conditions around that. Yep. You also have to then do your best to notify the people involved that their data has been breached in that way or has been sent out in that way. Now, it could be that you've, you've sent an email to the wrong person and you can actually just go and ring that person and they say, oh, uh, okay, I'll delete that email. Okay, so you then tell the person that, you know, hey, um, your data was mistakenly sent out but it was then deleted. So, so and the very, there's a human error, and we'll, we'll touch on this as we go through the report. The very last one is the one almost everybody blames for this. That's the right. System error. The computer did it. Yes. Five percent. Wow. Five percent due to computer fault. So the computer doesn't do this, get this wrong so often. No. No. In fact, if you think about it, uh, every time you blame the computer for something, one in twenty of those times you'll be able to actually tell the truth. Wow. <laughs> okay. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. Now I notice human error is up. Human so error. Yes. Up like eighteen percent. Yes. 
Let's talk about that in a bit because yeah. I think that's, a, that's an interesting stat. Now, diving through this report, which can get a little dry, by the way. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Top industry sectors. This is where it gets fascinating. Oh, I'll tell you what, yep. though. Uh, last week in the US, they released their... It's not quite the same sort of report, but it's, um, it's an FBI report yep. around um, organisations that have been breached or have had actually reports of attacks and breaches that... To, to such a degree that the, um, the breach has been reported through to the FBI. Right. So it wasn't just someone got a virus and they deleted it, it's someone's actually been uh, attacked either maliciously or something has happened, they've actually reported it to the FBI to investigate. 890,000, I think. Oh, wow. Yes. They're a bit bigger than us, though. So. They are a bit bigger, but in, in some respects, they're only, this be about 15 times bigger. Maybe there's only about 13 times yes, now. So not 100. No, five hundred times, two hundred no. times bigger. They're not that. So that's it's just interesting. Trying, I know, I know it's not quite the same statistic, but it's not that far off either. Yeah. So, hmm. so now I find how they've done the industry sectors quite yes. interesting. So, health service providers. Oh, biggest number of notifications, one hundred twenty-three of those. That doesn't surprise me. I, look, I think the health industry is in two positions. I think there's the the larger modern health providers that have actually got their head around this and are doing appropriate things. Yeah. I also think the health industry has a lot of older providers that uh, don't really understand the concept of security at sure. all. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, the next one is interesting because the next sector of 80 notifications is finance, including superannuation. Yes. Right, so they say this is banks, wealth managers, Financial advisors, superannuation funds, and um, consumer credit providers. They, they don't call out accountants in there, but I tend to think that that's the bucket uh, they sort of go know. in. I reckon accountants in two buckets, because um, yeah. let's go there. So we've got finance, and we talked about that. Now, yeah. a lot of accounting firms will do self-managed super funds and have a actually, financial planner attached sorry, to them. Yeah, to be, actually, to be fair, they probably do fall in the professional services bucket. Yeah, so there's another one, which is legal accountant management yeah, services. Yes. So I think they fall in both, so yeah. we'll be a bit careful there. And if I add them together, that's 80 and 38, which makes 118. They're almost together, they're almost as big as health service providers. So we can't sit on our laurels in the financial services right. industry. Um, education. Yes. Right? Private education. So apparently, this is only private education providers. Because public education ah, is under government. Is under government. Yep. Which had? Um, 33. They were the lowest. Education had 40. What? That's a worry, you know, because I just saw a uh, report from um, one of the audit reports about cybersecurity in the federal government yep. saying that all these different departments had missed the essential four. Now, we've spoken about the essential eight before. Well, the essential four was before the essential eight when there was only four things to measure. Look, so I would say, knowing what I do about education, at least in New South Wales, in public education we've got the what used to be called the New South Wales Department of Education and Training, which was at the time that I was doing stuff there, the fourth largest consolidated education provider on earth. Yes. Now, even though they don't have a lot of money, they have a lot of money. Yes. They can invest and deliver solutions across the board, Correct. across education, specifically in security and management, whereas the independent schools are doing it all by themselves. Yes. Yeah, in, in theory, they're able to focus more on the topic, but at the same time, um, they're clearly not as big as all of government. They don't have the scale. So, no. so, so that's an interesting mix. So, one of the things that happened during this period, obviously, was people working from home with COVID. Yes. And um, um, there's a whole yellow section all about COVID in the <laughs> report. Um, 
and it talks about remote working arrangements. Funnily, human error has increased. Yes. Right, which is fascinating because people are saying they're more focused at home than they are in the office, and I think <laughs> this doesn't bear it out. But they've gone from being, you know, in these managed environments where yeah. you've got firewalls and antivirus, and, and they're working from home on Granny's computer. Yes. And that level of attack hasn't increased. What's, what's yeah, going on there, Scott? And it's interesting because you've, you've swapped one set of interruptions, like your typical office sort of environment, for, oh, look, the dog's running up and jumping on you. Here come the kids. Someone's at the door. And, of course, everyone's getting deliveries at home now. So, of course, yeah. in the middle of every video conference call, you get, bing, bing. sorry, that's the doorbell. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so th there's different interruptions there. And I would have thought that would rank a bit higher, actually, but the, mm. the report sort of indicates it wasn't that big a jump in that area. It's fascinating. Works. We will find later on that it takes people a certain amount of time to report these things. So yes. maybe we're not there yet. Maybe we yes. need to look in this time next year. It's very have true. A conversation about that. So number of individuals affected by breaches. Well, luckily, one person, that's 164 reports. reports. Yes. Um, and, and just so to put that into perspective, that could be the one email with personal information about a, an individual person that's just gone to the wrong target address or something like that. Three reports of one million to ten million people. Well, clearly that's a breach of some sort. That's, yes. a, that's a hacker where someone's gone in and extracted the entire database. Yeah. It could also be, hey, we lost our backup tapes. Could be. Could be. That's interesting. Now, this is where, for the first time, the OAIC is starting to talk about managed service providers. So just so the audience understands, Scott, what's a managed service provider? Because you are. Well, it's, it's very true. So a, a managed service provider is someone that, at a broad level, comes and looks after all of your IT and makes it all work. And generally, for a, a fixed monthly fee, it'll be all taken care of for you, and you can just get on with what you do. Mm -hmm. This cool. is and this is now talking about what role do managed service providers play in data breaches? It's almost like an out, almost like outsourcing IT, aren't well, you? Well, it is. Look, look, a, a true managed service, when done properly, you're not just a bill that gets paid every month. You're actually integral to a business. You are working with the business to help them achieve their goals, whatever those business objectives are, and looking at ways to implement IT in more advantageous ways. So who's responsible for the breach? The customer what? or the MSP? Well, this is where it depends. And... And look, responsibility is always a shared thing. Yep. You can never, uh, you can never say I, I abdicate all responsibility on something um, very well. Um, everybody's got a, a, a foot in this game. So, so let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put an accounting lens on this if I can. Yes. So accountants have liability limited by a scheme introduced under the professional services legislation. Yes. When it comes to breaches, though, let's say I'm an accountant who runs all my IT in-house. It's yes. pretty obvious who's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've got an MSP involved and I'm an accountant and they're running my IT, A, whose responsibility is it? And B, from a liability point of view, whose responsibility is it? Well, look, I think the responsibility always has to rest with the business owner. Because at the end of the day, even if there's an MSP involved, they would have been the ones that engaged the MSP. They've got to take responsibility for their own actions mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, that's not to say that they may be directly the ones that cause the problem. No, no, we're not, okay. I don't think okay. we're saying yes. that at all. We're saying, right. where do now, you have to look for liability, yes. not whose fault it was? Now, a couple of things. MSPs generally should have professional indemnity insurance against mistakes that they make. Because as we said, look, 5% human error. Oh, sorry, 38% human error. Yep. 
they could make a mistake. But, but I would say, like looking at professional indemnity and public liability insurance, they're around the five to twenty million dollar mark. Sure. If I'm an accounting firm with a thousand taxpaying entities, there's hundreds of millions of dollars potentially at risk. Uh, you would have to demonstrate that that was reality. Yeah. You, you would actually have to demonstrate. I think, and it's I. I don't know what the formulas are that work that sort of thing out, but look, in some respects, we've seen Facebook get hacked and 50 million email accounts go out and whatever. You you probably have to really show and prove that that particular breach resulted in something. Yeah, sure. And it's 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 hard to it's hard to differentiate sometimes. Um, the um, there is one thing amongst uh, all of this though, there there is a difference between, uh, and this is a it's a discussion point in the IT industry at the moment. Many service providers that say, let us take care of that for you. We'll work with you and we'll, we'll show you what, what we're doing, but we'll put in decent solutions that are affordable within the type of business that you are to protect you against the known issues that, you know, the key issues. Yep. You're never going to be 100% protected. Yep. If we've got nation states out there with a thousand you know, trained hackers in a room, no copy of antivirus is going to get, you know, stop that. If you're an accounting firm, you're actually a target. You're what we call a honey. You are, yes. And so, you know, people are going to look at breaking into your premises probably earlier than they are going to look at a targeted malicious attack. Yes. But malicious attacks aren't targeted anymore. You, well, you buy one a target. They, they're people. automated, and yeah. this is the whole thing. It's no longer people. It's an automated thing against an industry. Um, so there is a um, there, there is a difference there between the, the MSP trying to do their best, but also the IT provider saying. You should be doing this, 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 and this to protect yourselves. And, and the, the business, the business owner, going, well, that looks expensive. Now, just give me that option. Yeah. Thinking they're they're safe. It's no longer the case anymore. It's it's like only put one tire on my car because those other three just sound expensive. And gee, it's a bit of a rough ride, isn't it? it sounds like we're dragging a bit. Like I was saying, there's an accounting firm I was talking to, and lovely, lovely firm, and, and known the senior partner for years. But I won't mention them. Um, but um, years ago, they bought a really big server that he managed to get secondhand and runs all his stuff on this server. And I've been trying to encourage him to get to the cloud. And one of my conversations has been, well, you know, if you look at the Microsoft clouds, they've got hundreds of people engaged looking at security the whole time. How many people do you have in your practice? No one. And then I said, well, you know, if I can get physical access to a hard disk, I will have all the data I have, almost guaranteed. So I said, um, do you have a back-to-base alarm system? He said, yes, I do. I said, that's brilliant. How long from when your office is breached to somebody turning up? And he goes, 20 minutes. I went, you think I can't go in there, remove the hot swappable disks, and be out of there within 20 minutes if I really wanted your data? He goes, yeah, but I'm a suburban accountant, so I do care. I said, well, you're a suburban accountant. Go through your client list and look at the assets. Mm. Right? And I'm sure most of your clients... 99% of them, they'll be legally gained, proper grown-up, protected yes. assets. There'll be clients out there who will be on the grey side of what's going on, where that's at risk. And it's not hard to find out who an accountant is, and suddenly you're at risk as an organisation. So you should think about how we fix that kind yeah. of stuff, right? There's definitely a physical security layer yep. in amongst all of this. Yes. So then we get to time taken to notify the breach. That's interesting, actually. I was, I was looking at those figures. It's, and it's not too bad. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, some of these organizations look like it's taken a couple of months before they've worked out they've been breached. 75% of organizations notified within 30 days. 
Well, yeah, that's still saying 25% are greater than a month before they've worked out they've been breached and had to notify. Some of them are bigger than, 3% bigger than a year. Uh, well, clearly if someone's been in your network for a year copying your data and whatever else, you're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it also depends where you find the breach. So yes. timely notification is critical because the longer you leave it, the less can be done about yes. that data going missing. So, so that's important. So that's time. Now we're going to talk about the types of breaches. Let me dive through because I know this is interesting for Scott. Yes. Right, here we are, this lovely graph. So, talking about attacks. Yes. Breaches from malicious or criminal attacks, because those are the interesting ones. Mm. A cyber incident. Yes. And a cyber incident where it's it's not that someone has uh, come in and tried to get you to, to type your own details in. Like, oh, your password has expired. Please type your new password here on this website and I'll reset it for you. Yeah. Which, strangely enough, still works quite a lot. Um, these are, you've been, uh, you've been attacked through some particular mechanism and of that cyber breach, data has been extracted. Yep. Now, of all those cyber breaches, 58% of all cyber attacks relate to credential-based issues. Login passwords. Login passwords. Like, can, can you fix that by turning on multi-factor authentication just like you, that? You, you can. Wow. You can, and you think people would. You would, really. Uh, yet the number of people that are not using multi-factor authentication, which is more secure now than your actual password, yeah. you might as well not have a password. And just have multi-factor. Because at least you're carrying the multi-factor code with you. Yeah. Um, so phishing attempts, where they're saying, hey, send me your credentials, and people are responding. Yep. Or people are saying, hey, can you pay this invoice? It's overdue. And someone just going, typing the details in, okay, whatever, and Still doing it. it. Yep. That, that's great. And you just sent money out to the wrong but, place. But especially businesses under stress. I think if you're yes. under stress in your business, you're far more likely to respond to one of these types of attacks mm. than anybody else. So that's phishing. And by the way, that, that could be also those things where it's over a month to report. Because yeah. by the time your financials come around, a couple of months go by, and someone looks at them and going, this doesn't add up. Why is this happening? And you start going backwards and finding out that, oh, you're paying invoices to the wrong person. So I did notice malware or viruses, yes. it's only 7%. Yes. It's actually, yeah, everyone says, I'll fix it with antivirus or I'll, I'll buy a Mac and I don't need antivirus. Yes. Only 7%, right? It's not as common these days to get attacked via malware in a general form. But it's... The stolen credentials, phishing, ransomware, yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot more detailed. Um, and even when we see that malware attacks have occurred, it's usually a lot more than just someone's gone to a website and been affected by something. There's usually a lot more to it. So I'm just saying. So we're coming up on time for the wind down, and we've yes. covered an absolute ton in this one. I'm sure there's a few more, but I think we've covered the major points. Wrap it up, Scott. Yeah. Right? Look, this report, what should businesses do? What should they think about? Where should they focus? And uh, look, I'm going to come back to the essential aid here. Uh, it's, not, it's not the world's most comprehensive list of security by any means. It's eight simple things that when done at an appropriate level, and it's all documented and it's available for free, well, the description of what to do is available for free, um, it, it protects you against all the basic sort of stuff. And you know what, whether you're a small business or a big business, if you get breached and you have to go back to your, your shareholders or whoever, 
and or stand up in front of the world and say, hey, I got breached because this nation state went and broke through all my defenses and did that and realistically there was no way we could stop that. Yep. People are going to be very sort of understanding of that, going, well, look, you, you did the sort of the right sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I get it. You've been attacked. If you go up there and say, well, we bought this old copy of antivirus because it was free on the internet and no one actually thought that anything else would be necessary, you're, you're going to look dumb. Yep. Saying, look, hello customers, we lost all of your data because we didn't want to spend a dollar on an antivirus product. Um, there, there are levels here. You, know, you don't lock your house, you leave the windows open, you put a big flashing sign saying, no security here, please come and steal from me. And then you wonder why people come and steal from, from you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, versus, of course, the person that you know, puts a fence up, locks their doors, puts some security cameras, or just does some basic stuff, and all of a sudden they're relatively well protected. You're right. Cool. Don't be the one with the flashing neon lights. Don't be the one with the flashing neon lights. Right. And I think um, we will. Uh, you've got one more thing, as uh, you always do. I'm just saying, uh, essential eight, cyber.gov.au, cyber.gov.au, search on essential eight, E I G H T. It's, it's there, it's a two page document. One page describes the document, the other page is the document. Cool. Okay, it's simple. Excellent. We'll go look at that one. Scott, once again, thank you so much for that. I hope that's been fascinating. As always, please like, subscribe, um, and tell us in the comments what type of videos yes. or audio or podcasts you'd like to or see. Or wine. Or wine, in fact. Yes, <laughs> mention some wines. That'd be interesting. Um, do appreciate you watching or listening along, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Bye. all.